You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. If you remember back in Acts 20, is this summer, I have always wanted a life verse. We have a church verse, the pulpit that normally is here, it's etched in there, that in all things he might have the preeminence, Colossians 1.18. I have a verse, once in a while, uh, people are kind, say, will you sign my Bible? And that always makes me feel awkward, but I do it. For our church and for our college, I sign 3 John verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. We have a college verse, it's 2 Corinthians 2.2. I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. But in my life, I've never had a life verse. I've wanted one, and I felt like if I chose one, I would force it. And I'm glad when you get a verse when you're a youngster or a teenager, you say, this is my life verse. For to me to live as Christ is a good one. That's, many of you have that. Many of you have, I know, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That's great. Some have John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. But it was this summer I finally came to the awareness that the verse for me is Acts 20, 24. But none of these things move me. In fact, when I graduated from college, the, the old manual typewriter, the college president had the secretary print on a 3 by 5 card. It's in my it's in my diploma. I determined not to, uh, uh, Acts 20, 24, none of these things move me. Neither count on my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. And it seems like through my life, God has always put that verse in, I want to finish my course. I want to do it with joy. And I don't want things to be moving me. I don't want what happens in the political arena uh, to de derail my life. I want to just keep loving God and serving God and, and doing my best for Him. Doesn't mean I always do. But this chapter is something else that I want to give us for not only Christmas, but to me it's so urgent because in 2023, I want this to be a way of life for every single person here. Every one of us. And if this is not you, and it probably is, but if this is not you, then change. God tells us the formula for our lives, how we should live our lives. We're in Acts chapter 20, and I'm going to ask you to remain seated, but read with me, if you will, in Acts chapter 20, verse number 33, 34, and 35. Acts 20, 33, 34, and 35. Let's read together. Pause at the commas, semicolons, periods. Ready? Begin. I have coveted no man's silver, Would you read that last phrase where it begins with it is? Ready, begin. 
it is more blessed to give than to receive. It says in this text that we, we remember the words of our Lord, but they're not recorded anywhere. So it must have just been a way of life that Jesus spoke about this a lot because they said, you remember, we heard him say it. It is more blessed to what? Give than to what? Uh, giving is found 1,400 times, almost 1,400 in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave. Uh, God says it's more blessed to give. Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. God's gonna give back. You cast your water, your, 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 you cast your bread on the water and the Bible says it will return. What you sow, you reap. God's intention for your life in my life, and I'm not just talking about money, is to be people that learn the joy of giving. Giving all the time. Giving a parking stall to someone else. Giving an open door to somebody else. We sing on the radio station, give the world a smile. Give smiles. People will wonder what you're up to. Smile at people. Howdy with people. I try never to pass anybody. I normally walk to church, and as I walk to church, I'll always invariably pass someone on the sidewalk the four blocks I walk. And as I pass someone, it seems like most of the time, they'll just put their head down, and uh, that's just, you know, let's mind our own business. And before they, before, oh, maybe Brother England, if you'll raise your hand right there. So about this far away, as we're coming to one another, I'll say, hey, hey, how are you? Good morning. And by that time, I got their attention. Once in a while, they have the earbuds in and try to fake me out like they can't hear. But most of the time, they'll respond back, good morning. Or hello, how are you? I'll say, you having a good day? Most of the time, they'll say, having a good day. You know, this whole world, it, it seems like they just stand around, they're ticked off and mad and angry. I don't want anybody to leave my presence, whether it's on the sidewalk, passing them, or where it might be. I don't want anybody to leave mad. I don't want anybody to leave depressed. I don't want to speak a lot about politics. There's nothing I can do about it. It's over. It's done with. Well, you wait till the next election. Yeah, you wait. I've been in enough elections to know that you normally don't get what you want. And I don't know how much of that we, but I'm not going to talk about that. God, God tells us about giving. A, fulfill, a fulfilled life is a giving life. How much did you give this week? Again, not dollars and cents. How much did you give to others this week? How much are you planning on? A fulfilled life is always a giving life. An empty life is when we hoard. An empty life is when we take. An empty life is when we get instead of give. And those would be good places to say amen. An empty life is the person that always wants to receive. An empty life is one who steals. There were five million reported crimes in America last year. Most crimes are not reported because if it's under $1,000, they won't come. I watched a man walk in the grocery store and started taking food and the manager and the people there watched him and he walked right out. I'm not trying to give you any ideas. You don't need to do that this week. Somebody has to pay for that food. 
just like somebody has to pray for the free college education. Somebody's going to pay that bill. I'm saying today, let, let's, let's learn today. You don't go break in. A, a man said, I was at a nearby, and he's here, so I'll, I'll get the story straight. I know I got it straight. He said, I was right, right nearby here. And he said, I, I, I watched a guy come by, and he smashed the window, and he took things out of it, a computer, whatnot, smashed the window, and a police officer was sitting there. And by the way, I'm not down in the police. The police officer sitting there and watched it happen and never did anything. The man, went, a member of our church, went over and said, why, why wasn't something done? He says, what can be done? You arrest them, they release them before I get it back out on the street. So that might be exactly what's happening. But it doesn't give you the right to take for something, somebody, somebody else, something that is not yours. God says, my job is not to be a taker. My job is to be a giver. Give and it shall be given. It is more, more blessed to give than to receive. One of the greatest things you can train your children, I know children are not in here today, but one of the greatest things you can train your children is to be in the giving mode. Christmas is all about me. Now, I don't know about you, I still like presents. Is there anybody here that said, I just, I don't like them, I don't like them. I know my father-in-law was gonna give me $100,000, I just don't like presents. Anybody like that, you just don't like presents. I always try to act very humble, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> I try to act very humble. Uh, you know, the president and I try to open it like, I wonder what could be in here, and oh, good, socks. <laughs> and the next one, oh, good, handkerchiefs. And the next one, a, a tie class. Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. good. I like presents, and don't let me fake you out. By the way, I don't need any more presents. Well, if it's month, month no, I mean, uh, but, but, but I want to, I, I want to more than ever. And this church is, uh, like I'm speaking to the choir right now, as they say, this is the best church I know about giving to people. Uh, how you give to these 150 missionaries of ours around the world. How you give and you buy these 100,000 Bibles a year and we take them door to door to door and invariably every week someone writes in, texts in, calls in and says, I want to thank you for the Bible I received on my door. And generally even in this, this, in this city, in the cities around here, someone will send some money and say, let me help you, not even a member with that project and we're not asking for money. Uh, this church is the church that's had a hard, difficult time the last two, two and a half years because we have about 17, 18 rest homes that we go in and sing and preach and go door to door and visit the people who have not allowed back in. We've got four now back in. Why? Because how much we get out of that? We, we don't ever take an We're not taking an offering in a rest home. Imagine family members that would find out we're taking money from their relatives. We would not want that. But I tell you what, our church loves to visit these people. Our church loves to raise the million and a half dollars to buy those buses two years ago. Because boys and girls, 1.5 men have ridden those buses to this church. Oh, we love having a big Christmas party for those kids. 
We, we love buying Christmas trees and as we'll start again this week, taking trees to people in our church that visit our church are, are, are having a hard time. We love to buy the tree and the presents and give it to the kids. Why? It's a giving church. But we have 12 months around us, ahead of us by the grace of God individually. And there's one word I want us to carry into 2023, and that's the word give. We look for opportunities. We long for opportunities. We live for opportunities. And the giving I'm talking about is maybe praising somebody. You did a good job. You did, you did a wonderful job. I mean, on the basketball team, I watched you score 16 points for the other team. You did a good job. That's maybe forcing it. Basketball season is here now, and, and um, we have all these different teams and all these different cheerleading squads. And last week, the gym was packed and went down to the, uh, the final seconds, and uh, the de- game was tied. And, and those boys, I, I forget which one of you boys, maybe it was Ethan over, I forget who, or Evan or somebody, or Austin, all of a sudden, they, they came up and they pulled up. I said, no! I'm over my no, don't do that. And they shot a three. And it was nothing but net. And I said, no, yes. <laughs> you know, parents, we don't need to coach from the sidelines and from the stands. But I tell you what, I want to be a cheerleader for those boys and for those girls. Those are your kids. Those are our kids. I can praise them. I can rejoice with them. I'm talking, yes, thank God for money, but what about, what about praising someone? What about encouraging someone? What about a deed or an act of kindness this week? I was speaking about the fact, what about a helping hand this week? What about stopping? A, what about getting an umbrella out for, for some? Uh, and, and, and be careful about this. Um, well, I'm 25 years old. I'm looking for a 25-year-old woman that I could help her in a car. You don't need to do that. Scared to death. What about a helping hand this week? What about concern for somebody? That's giving of yourself to somebody, giving, uh, giving concern. I want to give you a call. See how you're doing. Checking up on you. I have so many pastors this week I'll call. I think of my dear, dear pastor friend who yesterday laid his wife to rest. He needs a call. I think of my dear preacher friend that preaches here at Pastor's Conference every, every year. His mother passed away and he'll receive a call. Yesterday she passed. I think of so many people that I know that are going through sorrow and heartache and difficulty. I think of some pastors I know that are going through a rough, rough, rough time in their church at this time. They need a call. I think of folks that are down the dumps. They need some concern. They need some compassion. They need some prayer. Those are, I can give prayer to you. I may not always be able to give all the money I want, but I can give prayer. I can give concern. I can give encouragement. I can give prayer. I can give, I can give praise. I can, I can give a helping hand. I can give my time. Look what the scripture said. It's more blessed to give. 
You say, well, I've never had an example in my heart, in my life. My, my dad was stingy. My mother was stingy. Okay, don't use your parents. Use our God Almighty. He created a world, and then the Bible says he gave to Adam. And he gave him dominion over all the, all the animals. He says, you're in charge. He gave him a paradise to live in. And he threw away his opportunity. I think secondly, how our Lord gave the Israelites, the Bible says many times in the Old Testament, the land which the Lord thy God giveth. Our God is a giving God. I think about the scripture says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it is God that giveth thee the power to gain wealth. When I, I did it on my own, I'm self-made, that's pride. God is a giving God. He's not a taking God. My Bible says in the book of Psalms that God gives us songs in the night. And I'm looking at you because you drove me crazy last night, Brother Romero, with the songs in the night. I, I thought God was going to give those to me, but you gave them to me in the choir and you drove me crazy. But thank God for the songs in the night. There are many times in my life I'll get up in the night and I'll just go home or sing in a room away from my wife says so it doesn't bother her because God gives me songs to sing. Sometimes I sing and I get a theme about Jesus. And I start singing, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. Then I sing, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the only one who cares and understands. Then I sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Jesus, what a friend is Jesus. All our sins, and I just start singing about Jesus. Or some nights I sing about heaven. Heaven sounding sweeter all the time. It seems like lately, it's always on my mind. Someday, I'm going to leave. You know, I, 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 I can't. God gives a song. He gives them. How do you get those songs? He gives them to you. God says, I'll give you wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. Liberally, uh, 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 wisdom is discernment. It's that Greek word, Sophia. I'll give you discernment to understand what you should do. God says, he'll give us grace. He giveth grace to the lowly. He giveth grace to the humble. God says, I'll give you peace. My peace I give unto you. My peace I leave unto you. You think of all the things God gives us. Peace, God gives us grace, God gives us songs, God gives us wisdom, God gives us victory. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm on the winning side. I'm not on the losing side. I think how that God gives more grace. He giveth more grace. The Bible says in James 1:4. And then he'll sing about it. He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. You think of all that God, he gives. Everything God ever created, gives. He created the sun, it gives. He created the moon, it gives. He created the stars, they give. He created the, the, the weather, the, the clouds, they give. The rain comes from God, not climate control. The ice comes from God. The, the frost comes from God. The storms from, come from God. God is a giving God. Then why should we not be givers? Looking for opportunities to give. I wonder who you know in a nursing home that you could get in to see at Christmas. 
You say, well, what do you buy someone that's about ready to pass away? You buy something when they're not ready to pass away. And you buy them something, a gift. And you say, well, what if they only live six months? Well, then give it to goodwill or somebody. But you don't let someone die in a hospital and, and, and forget about who they are. I think about God does everything to give. So who should I give to then? I need to give to difficult people. Don't raise your hand. Do you know some difficult people? People that are very difficult to get along with. Unfortunately, it might be some relative. They're just difficult. It, it might be some neighbor. It might be some coworker. It might be some former friend. They're difficult. The Bible says, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. We'll learn to give to those that are hard to give to. Lord, you know this is difficult for me to write this check. You know it's difficult for me to buy this gift and send it to them. God, you know that this person is just so against us, against my family, against everything. But God says, in so doing, you'll heap coals of fire on their head. It might even change their outlook. I have so many stories after being here 47 years. I think of some that left unhappy and some that came back very thankful. I think of Two individuals, not related, don't even know one another, that left over 40 years ago. And now 40 years later, plus more than 40, they're very kind to me and very loving. But I've always tried to be kind to them. They've lived in the same homes all those years. My job is not to be mean and pay back to people. And your job is to give to those that are difficult. God says, secondly, give to the poor. He that giveth to the poor shall not, uh, shall not lack. Psalm 41, blessed is he that considereth the poor. I'm not suggesting that every bus family's poor. But you know, the vast majority of bus families are poor. The vast majority needs someone to encourage them along the way with a smile, with a look, with a hand, with a gift, with something, because God is a giving God. He expects us to do the same. It's not about what do I get out of this. Thirdly, God, God instructs us in 1 Timothy 5, 8 to give to our family. It's going to be the first time in years but next week, my wife and I get to be with all of our family. They'll be here. 14 grandkids. Their moms and dads. 
We are looking forward so much to care for them. I want to make it the best. We're all in together, I think, three days or so. I want to make those days so very special. That's our family. That, that's our granddaughter who's in college that we don't get to see. That's our kids that live in Southern California, our kids that live in, Grand, uh, in, in Arizona, and their dads are both preachers. Those, those, I'm so excited to see the four kids that we have here. I don't get enough time with the four grandkids we have here. And we'll be together. I know my wife's the same way. I'm gonna, I've been working at finding ways to give so that it's the best time with their papa and nana they've ever had. God says to give to your neighbor, love your neighbor. Do good to your neighbor. And yet most don't even know the neighbor's name. And I know some of you have those situations where you drive in and you go right to the garage and you shut the door and it's not a house, it's a condo or something. You drive in, you shut the door and you, never, you don't even know who lives next. So I know that. It's difficult. I was out door knocking yesterday and I got into this condominium area delivering Bibles and it was so difficult to get in because all, all, the, 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 the front, they had a driveway, they had a, a single car garage and then you couldn't get in the front door. God, God says to give the gospel. We're to give the gospel. I can give the gospel into all the world, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. That I can do that through the missionaries that God gives, through the radio, through the internet. I can give the gospel. I can support it in prayer finances. I think we have to realize that we're living in a a world where the vast majority of the world, I think, is interested in getting rather than giving. This doesn't mean just rich people give. Larry and Twilar back there today, I think I see them. They live in a, a, a care facility. And yet she knitted my wife and I beautiful scarves last week and, and ask her teacher, now, how do you spell Treber? They've been coming for years. They don't have much money. They don't have any money. But they're the sweetest little people. They come in that special van to church. And to think that she would take her time and take her time to make something like that for us. No, they're not rich. Everybody needs to learn how to give. A man died recently in Chicago in the last few months. He had nobody left, no family, nobody. He had no will. And the city of Chicago just determined that he had left 20, $27 million dollars. And it went to the city of Chicago. What a waste. You know what that could have done for so many people? You know what that could have done for a children's hospital with children in it? 
these little babies that are in hospital, little children that are suffering in hospitals all around our country. You know what that could have done for some missionary work? You know how many educational buildings, I'm not talking about here, how many buildings they could have built for Sunday school classes around the globe? And it goes to the city of Chicago. The man really never learned the joy of giving. Don't become a hoarder. It's all for me. Listen for things that are said, and this church is the best. In your class or the pulpit, something we could do, something how we could help. And it may not be money. It may be, Jim, we're glad to see you back. I can think of all those Saturdays you'd come before you moved away, and now you're back here. Good decision. His ministry, he was just always painting around here, and every Sunday he hosed off before they restricted it, these driveways here, so it was clean when you came. I think of men in our church that have washed buses at 5 and 6 o'clock every Saturday night so that you might have a clean vehicle, a clean shuttle bus to be picked up in. I think of those men that early on Saturday morning pick up the buses and they drive them to a gas station that nobody knows they're doing it. And I hear those buses going out one by one and they're fueling those buses. I think of those mechanics that I don't think any of them are rich, but I do know this, that about about a dozen of them keep those buses running. I think of the people that clean this. We've never paid in 17 years of this building, 16 years. We've never paid a dime to have anybody clean it because uh, the, the volunteers, the McCrackens, you did that for so many years. And now the Otavos do it as all of us age in life. Do you know how long it takes to vacuum a 3,000-seat auditorium? If you want to take one section this afternoon and see how long it takes to take one section, let alone all these sections. Look here and I'm done. I know it's an unusual message, but life is not about taking. I want us to be released from here and immediately today find opportunities how to give. Ms. Trevor and I are not rich. We're, we're, You're not rich. I know that. But we would go and pick up food once in a while at a place during COVID. I think of one business owner who said, Pastor, you you pray for our business. We're just, we're so having a hard time. And God knows it's true. And please, I'm not, you're due better than, whatever the meal was, I tried to tip the exact same amount for that restaurant. I tried to give to that restaurant and every place I go I try to. I, I try to give my money. So, well, you're rich. Maybe I'm more rich. I have more money. I don't know. I doubt it. But I do know that I do not want to live my life and come to the end of my journey and just took I feel like God's people have been so good to us. I'm always getting. But I don't want greed. I want gratitude. I I don't want getting. I want giving. I don't want covetousness. I want contentment. 
I don't want today anxiety. I want to trust in God that God can take care of everything. And so by his grace, I'm preaching to myself, I want to leave here today and looking for opportunities to give. Start in your home. Give to your wife. You're not going to agree with this, but my wife said to me a few months ago, if you pass away first, I don't even know how to gas and fuel my car. So she shouldn't be late. Don't tell me what I shouldn't be doing. I, I, I don't want her touching that oily thing. And maybe today after hearing that, I said, I think I'm going to do the same for my wife. And maybe you could tell me something you do for your wife that I'm not going to do. Could we leave here giving? I close for God so loved the world that he gave. Why would you reject the love of God when God gave you the opportunity to have eternal life through Christ? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.